Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hi everybody, happy holidays. It's Adam again, and today I'm not joined by Jill because we only have four microphones in our recording studio, and there's four people here, not including me. Math is hard. Anyway, I am going to introduce Kristen, Emma, and Maria, who two of the three of you have been on the podcast many, many times. Yeah. Hi. Maria has not been. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I don't know why I'm to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Emma's been on so many times that she can just take ownership. Yeah, she's now like a little bit of a host. So (laughs) this episode, we're going to be doing kind of like a gift giving guide we asked uh, previously, previously on Professional Book Nerds, um, like the Vampire Diaries. My wife's watching a lot of Vampire Diaries, so I hear that every single... Previously, sorry, this is nothing. Um, <laughs> previously on the podcast, we asked people to send in either their book recommendation... Or basically ask for book recommendations for the people that they're shopping for or for themselves. And so we got a ton of really awesome uh, requests. And I figured instead of having Jill or I do this, we would have you three do it because your job here at Overdrive is basically to make the collections that all of our libraries purchase and look at and you guys curate all day long you are all librarians yes 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 correct <laughs> i was just smiling at I'm me forgetting that responses laughing. have to be audio for yes podcasts. i'm just nodding yeah thank you for that um so <laughs> what we're gonna do is we got i think there's like six or seven of these and so i'm gonna read what the person sent us and then whoever it is you guys can offer up your recommendations and why you think those are good recommendations uh, before we do that do you guys want to talk about whatever you are reading right now we could do that real quick if you want maybe sure I've said my oh, voice so much okay Maria, want, go ahead I'm very excited because I'm reading my sister the serial killer <laughs> right now which is a new book and it's um, it's very short mm-hmm. which is good because then I feel accomplished uh, because I am reading it quickly um, but it's really fun it's it's kind of uh it's got a little bit of like sass. Sorry, it's really fun is a hilarious way to describe it. It's really? Oh, I know. <laughs> I also read a lot of true crime books about real serial killers. So like probably me saying that is fun is also <laughs> disturbing. But it, it is it is fun a fun book. Her writing style is really um kind of like uh, kind of dry humor mm-hmm. infused in, in the whole ridiculous situation of her sister actually being a serial killer. So I'm enjoying that so far. I'm seeing why you and Emma are friends. <laughs> uh, I've, I, I know a lot of people have actually been reading that. Yeah, um, it's fun so far. Kristen, Emma looks really focused over there, so I'm going to give her a moment. So, Kristen, <laughs> what are you reading right now? So, last night I actually just finished Be Our Ghost, which is <laughs> <laughs> yes. one of my cozy mysteries. It's by uh, Kate Kingsbury, uh, and it is the third book in the Mary Ghost Inn mystery series and it, it's back at their what, the Mary Ghost Inn 
and the ladies. There is a murder in town of a guy who's trying to develop their small town into something that no one really wants it to be. And uh oh, he turns up dead. Dun, dun, dun. Hold on, is it is it a murder most foul? Oh, <laughs> oh thank you. boy. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on from that. Thank you for the, the laugh because I'm the host. I appreciate it. It was delightful. And uh, so now I I just started Becoming by Michelle Obama. Literally just read the prologue last nice. night before bed and was like, I want to continue reading, but I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I went to sleep instead. Yeah. I love punny mysteries. Me too. Emma? Okay. I'm actually not reading anything at the moment. What? Dun, dun, dun. Um, I have several books actually checked out on my shelf that I'm staring at right now that are uh, eclectic, to say the least. Um, I did actually check out a book from research for this podcast. Um, So I do want to read that. It's Not Even Bones by Rebecca Schaefer. Um, That's, I think, next on my list, but I haven't started it yet. It's kind of spoilery for if someone's yes, going to get is. that recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's the holidays, so I haven't really been reading mm-hmm. much. I'm going to ask you to put your microphone a little closer to you. Okay. Thank you. Um, I started last night in Anonymous Girl by Greer Hendricks and oh, Sarah Peckinen. How, how is it so far? So far, it's really, really good. Uh, I will be interviewing both of them mm. next week for oh, a January episode when the Ooh. book comes out. Um, they're going to be in two different places, and I'm calling them both, so that'll be really fun because there'll be three huh. people talking in three different places. So it'll be <laughs> Technology. <laughs> Sorry Yay. in advance for talking over people, and it, that's going to be. Oh really yeah, fun. but it's really really good. It's um, this young woman who is in New York City is a she basically is almost like a personal makeup artist for people. It's like she goes from person to person doing their makeup for them if they're going out or whatever it is. She used to work in the theater and did makeup, and she gets this. Uh, she goes into this anonymous um, trial where it's a morality trial and like an ethics trial and mm-hmm. she's sitting in front of a computer and the computer asks her questions like would you feel guilty if you told a lie and got away with it and um, she answers a question and then it's like what's something you regret the most and she types something and then the, it responds it's like no go deeper than that like we need you to really be honest with us and it's very creepy and um, so far it's really good I just just started it last night, but I'm looking forward to continuing going with it. Um, and I'm also reading the first conspiracy uh, by uh, who read that? By Brad Meltzer, who I'm going to be interviewing as well. And it's all about oh yeah, it's his new one, yeah. newer one, right? Yeah, and it's all about how um, there was a plot to murder George Washington, and it was like the first oh. intel like counterintelligence thing that ever happened. And uh, spoiler, they didn't succeed. He oh. <laughs> what? George made it through. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's get into some of our gift giving. Woo. I am going to read these emails, and then whichever one of you guys uh, it is, I will let you go in. <clears throat> so the first one, the subject was wheelhouse recommendations. We stole that, again, from uh, the Reading Glasses podcast, so sorry, ladies. <clears throat> Hi, Jewel and Adam, or in this case, I think Kristen. I uh, just wanted to share with you that the PBN podcast is the very first podcast I listened to. I saw the description on Overdrive and was curious. So I knew that I must figure out what a podcast is. I'm not young and have been a reader my whole life. Discovering podcasts literally has changed what I read and how much I read. Oh, and what a good book club means to me, too. 
we're all fans of the podcast. Oh, her, oh, her all her book club is fans of the podcast now. Aw, oh, cool. I digress. I didn't mean need to read all that, but it made me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> my my wheelhouse is historical fiction with a medical slant. Loved my name is Mary Sutter by Robin Oliveira. Uh, City of Dreams by Beverly Swirling and State of Wonder by Ann Patchett. Uh, appreciate any suggestions. Thanks so much, Shelley. Uh, I really loved this one. First yeah. of all, uh, it introduced me to a new genre that I was like, medical fiction? <laughs> I had never even thought about that. Like medical thrillers is one that you hear a lot about, Robin Cook and right. people like that. But this was very di- like historical fiction with a medical slant. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. So I actually made a whole recommended list <laughs> based <laughs> off of her uh, wheelhouse reading. You guys. Yeah, so I thank know. you for this request. Yeah. It was super awesome. interesting for yeah. everybody. Maybe you'll see it on your uh, Overdrive site. Who knows? Amazing. Yeah. I, think it, I think I know someone who could probably put that on the main Overdrive site. Whoa. Like it might be, might be might one be of me. us. <laughs> um, so... I had a lot of suggestions, and unfortunately, Shelley, since we don't have you on the podcast, I'm not sure how many of these maybe you've read, um, but there are a lot of really great historical fiction with, you know, doctors, nurses, um, you know, alchemist kind of stuff that was in there. So I'm going to go through a couple that I think are maybe perfect for you. Uh, The first one is The Midwife of Hope River. Uh, This is the first in a series. It's by Patricia Harmon. And it's the story of uh, a midwife, Patience Murphy, during the Depression. She lives in Appalachia, and she's just trying to help mothers uh, through the childbirthing process um, and win their trust and just help out her her town. So it's the story of both, you know, this this very hard scrabble uh, point in American history and also of patients uh, trying to help out her community and the women in it. I think that might be a really good read for you. Uh, please let us know if you like it or if you've already read it. Sorry, was there more? Sorry, I feel like I cut you off there. Oh, no, you didn't. That's okay. That's totally fine. Uh, so the next one I have is, again, some of these are a little bit older, so I'm not sure if you've already read them. This is The Physician by Noah Gordon, and it's the first in a trilogy as well, so giving you a few more than one book to read if you really like these. It's part of the Cole Family Trilogy, and this takes place in the 11th century. So we're going way far back, historical fiction. And it's about Rob Cole. He uh, lives in London. He's really poor. He's trying to hustle and finds that, you know, he can do that by making kind of these fake uh, potions. And he actually gets very interested in the arts of healing, ends up going out to the Middle East, uh, Persia, and uh, going to an Arab university to learn how to actually help heal people. So it's his journey, and again, taking place in medieval times, so that's pretty fun as well. I, I think that one might be a really good good read-alike for you as well. 
so glad you guys are doing these. You're just so <laughs> much better than I would be. Oh, man, those sound really, really good. Yeah, yeah. So, again, I have so many on here. I did put Outlander on here. That one, you know, the main character mm-hmm. is she's a nurse in World War II, and then, oh, my gosh, somehow she's in Jacobian Scotland. And uh, so she's a healer there. That's part of the story, but the main part is, you know, the love story and her being in... Scotland during this time period. So I'm not sure that one fits quite as well, but it Mm -hmm. is an epic story. There are many, many books in it. So that one's always fun as well. I have never seen a single uh, part of Outlander, (laughs) but my wife watches it so often and then sings the song so often that I know the intro song by heart (laughs) just from like, like, tangentially being aware of it. Yeah. I loved the first book in the series. I thought, you know, it's, they're like 800 pages long, Mm -hmm. which is way too long for me. But some people can get really into that. And Shelly, after looking at the books you're really into, it seems like you're okay with longer books. You're not too afraid of them. So, yeah, I just, I flew through Outlander, that first one. I thought it was awesome. Nice. Yeah. I will give you a warning that there's some stuff that happens in there that's kind of, it's, difficult to stomach mm. yeah I so. didn't know that yeah trigger warning good job thanks okay. alright uh, let's move on to the next one so that's good I don't want to and you yeah, said you yeah. have a lot so okay <laughs> alright did one of you guys do the 14 year old with the poetry yes okay yeah, alright I, I will read one. this one okay so uh, if you are all if you're all up for it I would love some book gift suggestions for my 14 year old daughter she is loving poetry as of late has read and loved Milk and Honey, The Sun and Her Flowers, Adult Adolescence, and asked for I Saw You as a Flower for Christmas. Do you know of some other poetry that a 14-year-old girl would enjoy? I haven't had much looking on my own, thanks. And I actually know who this is from. I don't think they put their name on it, but I believe this is from uh, a woman named Melissa, who's a longtime listener, and her and her family actually like, travel around the country. Like They, that's, they like, live while traveling around the country. She's Super cool. I'm super jealous of her life. And Ooh, cool. Yeah, she always talks about how much she loves the podcast, and I'm cool. secretly like, I love your life more than my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, well, All hopefully these recommendations are uh, what she's looking for. So we came up with a couple of things, and some of these are authors that write novels in verse, so not um, straight-up poetry collections, but similar, um, but maybe slightly out of the comfort zone. So uh, anything by Ellen Hopkins, she writes a lot of young adult novels in verse. Um, They do touch on some grittier topics um, for YA, but if uh, the daughter has read, you know, Milk and Honey and Sun and Her Flowers, I think she can handle kind of the more mature themes uh, in those books. So anything by Ellen Hopkins, Jason Reynolds does novels in verse, um, we, I would also recommend The Poet X, and I'm going to butcher the last name, uh, by Elizabeth Acevedo. I, Acevedo. Acevedo, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a novel in verse as well. This book received a lot of attention this year. It was a National Book Award longlist title, um, but it follows a young uh, a girl um, just kind of navigating life um, growing up. It's really well done. Um, and beautifully written. And then a couple of other more traditional sort of poetry collections, The Dark Between Stars by Atticus. This has poems on love and nature. Again, this one is a bit more mature, 
Um, but it was beautifully written and really gorgeous photography. Uh, but again, if, if she's read some of the more adult poetry, I think that she can handle that one as well. And then lastly, If They Come For Us by Fatima Asgar. This was a debut poetry collection um, that sort of delves into finding your identity um, while kind of trying to take into account, you know, family, culture, and all these other things. So that was beautifully written. Um, and well-recommended from lots and lots of people. So hopefully that's a good place to start. I also know I've talked about it ad nauseum, but Kwame Alexander writes in, in books and verse a lot, and he, if, you're, if your daughter reads the Jason Reynolds books, especially mm-hmm. Long Way Down and likes that, um, Solo and what are some of the other Kwame Brown books? Swing, Swing, Swing. Mm-hmm. and then there's I'm just repeating a few. Others. Yeah, because <laughs> it, yes, it came. There, there, there was another one, later. but I can only remember the yeah, ones that yeah. and Carol. I like I said, I know that she's a long time listener, so she mm-hmm. probably heard me interview Kwame and is probably like, yeah, Adam, and you interviewed Jason Reynolds, <laughs> and those two, I, obviously, yeah. I know, but. Um, those are all awesome. Yeah, so. it's actually a really good time right now. YA literature has a lot of um, novels in verse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, that's a great thing for reluctant readers mm-hmm. or her daughter who's really into poetry. I don't feel like you find many kids who yeah. really mm-hmm. like poetry. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Also, I got on my soapbox. If you go on the um, New York Times bestsellers list for YA, it's amazingly diverse right now and kind of has mm-hmm. been all year and yeah. it just makes me so happy to see like hey look no matter like just about no matter what your family background is your children will have someone who looks like them on the New York Times bestsellers yeah. list yeah. which is awesome um, okay steps down uh, <laughs> alright next one <laughs> okay I don't this is pretty funny I we all chuckled at this um, I'm not going to read this whole email but so I will just tell you that this particular person who wrote in uh, sent us book recommendations <laughs> Um, which, you're, which we appreciate, <laughs> but he also asked for some. So, okay, I don't give books as gifts because most of the readers I know have a TBR list a mile long already, and I try not to add to their burden or be an enabler. Yep, you should always be a book enabler. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we both understand, all of us understand, but also, but, yes, like, but yes. also, what if? <laughs> uh, I do, however, get books for myself as a gift, so I'm going to get your recommendations for my particular reading tastes. I like steampunk or diesel punk, masked crime fighters or vigilantes, superheroes, prose, not comics, I've got plenty of those, and non-Tolkien-esque fantasy, sword and sorcery stuff, not modern or urban fantasy, this is a Buckwild awesome wheelhouse. I'm all for this. I think this is you, Maria. Yes. Um, all right. So I had fun looking uh, for these as well. Now, I since I can't talk to you, oh, uh, gift to self person, um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you meant, I assume you mean that you, if you want non-Tolkien-esque, you don't want sword and sorcery stuff, and you're more a fan of modern urban fantasy, but uh, so I hope that you enjoyed these recommendations. Um, One author, um, right off the bat, you may have read, um, but he's got a couple series, is um, Jim Butcher, and his Dresden Files have like I think they have at least 15 titles. So many mm-hmm. of them, yes. Yeah. But um, but the premise is really cool because um, the main character, Harry Dresden, he works with the Chicago PD. So we've kind of got that um, crime fighting sort of thing. They kind of call him when it's something that's a little bit out of the realm of real life sort of thing. Um so that's always a fun one. Also, if you're looking to get into a series that will last you a while, that's always fun. Sometimes waiting for 
the next book is really annoying. Mm-hmm. So um, the other one by Jim Butcher called The Aeronauts Windlass, it's the book one of the Cinder Spire series. That is more steampunk. Um, that book came out in 2015. It looks like there's supposed to be a second one, but there was no release date that I can tell. But sometimes these things take a while. Uh, but that um, kind of has to do with um, some aristocratic houses are developing scientific marvels and fostering trade alliances and trying to um, maintain the peace in their world. So that might be a cool one, especially if you've already read the Dresden Files. I hope there's lots of talk about those trade alliances in there. That just sounds so <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> trade alliances, humanity, oh, man. all that stuff. That's, That's like so what uh, right. episodes one, two, and three of uh, Star Wars, where it's just like yeah. all about yeah. yep <laughs> rebel alliance. Um, I have one more uh, that also has alliances in it so there you go um so it's uh by the author rod duncan it's the map of unknown things series there's two books in this series so far the first one's called the queen of all crows and um this is about uh, airships start disappearing in the middle of the atlantic and um they are forbidden to operate beyond their own territorial waters, so they have to send in spies. And one of the spies, her name's Elizabeth, she's like the main character here, and uh, she has to disguise herself as a man. Um, She takes to the sea in search of these airships, so um, good adventure story, uh, spy kind of steampunk element. Uh, So those are three that hopefully you have not read, um, and a couple that should be continuing. Um, So even if you have read them hopefully that sparks your interest to make sure you uh keep in touch with those authors and see when the next uh series is coming out can i add one more yeah uh so this isn't this isn't falling any specific wheelhouse other than fantasy but Mm -hmm. uh if you writer in person has not read any nk jemison uh she is uh, my personal opinion the greatest science fiction slash fantasy writer of all time full stop so uh, all three of her books in the Broken Earth trilogy won the Hugo Award, so that happened. Just all three of them, just <laughs> no not big a deal. big deal. Um, yeah, she's incredible. Uh, the first one is the fifth season, and if you read that and you like it, you will love the whole series. So. And the third one just came out uh, somewhat last recently. Year? Yeah. Uh, Thanks for adding her. I totally. No, yeah, you're f- I honestly, that's it doesn't fall in his wheelhouse at all. I just yeah. anytime I hear the words fantasy and science fiction, I'm like, you know who's great, and I haven't talked <laughs> about. You know it. who's great, <laughs> and I haven't talked about it in ten minutes. But you're you're not the first person to tell me that, like, they're the best books she's, that oh they've God. ever read. So, but, yeah. like, you read the she's the first one. Not only is the story incredible, but the way the structure of the book, you're just reading it and like two thirds of the way through, you're like, oh. Oh, oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> it's just bananas. That's good. awesome. Okay. Um, all right. Next one. Uh, I am writing to request a book to get my sister, exclamation point. Over the past two years, she has gotten really into audiobooks. And as a family resident reader, I would love to give her an audiobook credit with a specific recommendation. But I have honestly had a hard time coming up with something as we have pretty different tastes. More specifically, she likes things that are a little creepy and pretty intense, 
or I'm a huge baby. I feel like I know who's going to answer this. We both <laughs> we both read I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, just like everyone in our office did, <laughs> and enjoyed it, but it was almost too scary for me and totally fine for her. Other than that, she really enjoyed the Red Sparrow series and the Outlander series. Any ideas? Okay. So yeah, I, I knew it was Emma. <laughs> I knew it was Emma. Yep. Uh, I really clung on to uh, creepy and intense and, quite frankly, disregarded the Red Sparrow and Outlander series in this <laughs> recommendation. Um, so my first recommendation is really great on audio. I've talked about this on the podcast probably just to everyone's, you know, sick of it. Um, but You by Carolyn Kepnes is a fantastic audio. It's read by um, Santino Fontana, who is just fantastic. Um, in case you don't know what he's from, he was one of the characters in Frozen, random, and uh, he's on was on the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and does a lot of Broadway, but he has a really good voice. Um, you follows a guy named Joe... Who did he play on Frozen? Yeah. Uh, Prince Hans. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, continue. Prince Hans. Yeah, yeah just a random. Listeners, I just raised my hand to get him as a teacher. <laughs> Sorry. And so, no, you follows the this guy that works in a bookshop, and he meets this girl named Bex, and obviously um, she's just in love with him from that first interaction, and he decides to take it upon himself to um, insert himself into her life. And it's super creepy, um, he basically stalks her. Chaos ensues. Um, it's told from his perspective, so you definitely get the kind of intense logic of why he thinks that all of the things he's doing are acceptable. Um, so that is one I would definitely recommend. Also, um, slightly different, but you know, similarly intense and like I'll Be Gone in the Dark, Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule, where it kind of follows the the dawning of her that this man that she knew was Ted Bundy, a serial killer. Um, super creepy. I think that's probably even more creepy. And it's one of those, um, it's like one of the core in the canon mm-hmm. of true crime. So if you did like Michelle McNamara, definitely check that out. So this sounds like one that Ellie should read, or Ellie should not read, but no. her sister yes. should. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, so yes. S- stay away from <laughs> Ellie, avoid, uh, but your sister, right up her street. And then the last book I want to recommend is Pieces of Her by Karen Slaughter. This is Karen Slaughter's newest book. It is definitely creepy and intense. Um, it follows a mother and daughter um, and kind of touches on the fact that we don't necessarily know who our parents were before they were our parents. And I always recommend Karen Slaughter to people that can tolerate anything that's slightly intense. Um, but this, I feel like, is an intense book, but it's not her most uh, grim. So if you <laughs> want to start with Karen Slaughter, I would recommend Pieces of Her um, because it's it's beautifully written. The audio is well done as well. And, and again, all of these would make great... Um, reads or listens because they have really good uh, audiobook narrators. Um, hopefully that helps. I completely re- disregarded uh, two yeah. of the you know series that they enjoyed and just clung to the I'll Be Gone in the Dark um, okay. book, but I think these would be really good. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently just took a bunch of pictures of people around our office for our blog and our social media and asked them what their favorite book was. And I'll Be Gone in the Dark was like five of your picks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wonderful. Okay, next one. 
as I write this, I'm listening to Adam asking listeners to send email requests, uh, emails requesting recommendations. So here I am emailing asking for recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is actually for me. My family members are asking me for books that I want. And because I have a problem and buy so many books, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> uh, you should try your library. I have <laughs> I have found myself in a bit of a slump, to be honest. I read Saw, Cro- Saw Kill Girls by Claire Legrand which I love for the creepy atmosphere, and recently finished Not Even Bones by Rebecca Schaefer. Honestly, the moral ambiguity and fast-paced style have left me in a loss for what to read next. Any recommendations for suggestions I can give to my non-reading family for books that are similar to those stories? Love the podcast, Haley. Me again. <laughs> I was like staring at Kristen like, yeah, no. Like, are you ready? No, not me. <laughs> me not again. Me. Uh, so I've gone two directions here um, with I have three recommendations. So um, I actually have Sawkill Girls on my shelf checked out. And I did mention this earlier. I have Not Even Bones checked out as well after reading uh, this recommendation and reading about that book because it sounds great. I can understand not knowing what to read next after you've read something fantastic. Uh, So hopefully these will help get you out of that reading slump. But the first book I want to recommend is The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. This is a young adult novel that has the dark fantasy kind of folklore elements. It follows a 17-year-old girl named Alice, and her and her mother spent, you know, most of her life on the road. They have terrible luck, and they seem to always kind of be running from a lot of things. And, um, Suddenly, Alice's grandmother, who was an author of kind of this cult classic book of fairy tales, uh, passes away on her estate called the Hazelwood. I love an estate with a name. (laughs) Um, Alice kind of learns that their previous bad luck was, you know, nothing in comparison to what's ahead. And so actually her mother is kidnapped um, by somebody who claims to come from this fantasy fairy tale world that her grandmother wrote stories about. And she kind of has to navigate all of this craziness. Um, so this book I have not read is on my list, but sounds fantastic. Um, and I know has gotten a lot of praise for being gritty and dark, uh, having really, you know, interesting fantasy elements, um, and is, you know, supposed to be, you know, right up that street of the dark fantasy kind of young adult fiction. It's real good. Yeah. It's, it's on my, it's it on my shelf good. as well. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Um, and it has a nice cover, which, you know, <laughs> yeah. means nothing, but can't hurt. It's so good. Um, and then the next book I want to recommend is also by Claire Legrand. I don't know how French we get. I was talking about this earlier. Jill actually interviewed her. She's really nice. I should have asked Jill. But Um, I I prefer to live in a world where where it's it's super French. Very French. Claire (laughs) Clecron. We can get in the the throat there. Um, So I would recommend Furyborn, which is part of her Imperium trilogy. Uh, This was kind of a huge uh, must-read fantasy book from 2018. And I know that a lot of us actually have advanced copies of the second book on our desks. Um, so this, I know, will make the rounds uh, around the office again as well. But again, kind of original fantasy, really dark, gritty elements. Um, you know, we have female main characters. We've got a lot of drama, saving of the realms uh, type of a thing. So there's a lot here. And because it will be a trilogy, you'll have, you know, mm-hmm. 
many, not many, but three, you know, books that you can read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, I always tell people, you know, I give them a peek behind the curtain in every episode. We have great relationships with all the publishers, source books being chief among them, I mm-hmm. think. And their folks there send us all these books. And I feel like I saw more, co- and I have multiple copies of Furyborn and mm-hmm. now also the second one. I feel like we got more copies of the, of that book than anything I've ever seen here in my almost 10 oh, years. Yeah, there was that. no shortage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the rep for source books kept pushing that. They rock, she was like, yeah. we love this so much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as far as like the moral ambiguity thing mm-hmm. goes, I think Furyborn's a really good choice because you have these, mm-hmm. you know, two women who it's like they're both making choices that might be, you know, a little questionable at points in time. But it's kind of just like, yep, that's how people act. That's mm-hmm. just what happens. And then as far as like the action that's going on, you kind of sometimes have to make not the best choices. Right? I have two to add. Well, I have one more. Oh, go. go, and go, go. Then, <laughs> real quick. No, really quick. No. Uh, and so I this is a recommendation kind of from um, the Not Even Bones where it's kind of morally ambiguous and has a fast-paced style. Um, it's not fantasy, so it is a little bit more thrillery. Um, but it I read this in like one sitting. It was so tense and creepy and just plain messed up. Um, so if that's kind of what you're going for, um, I would recommend Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris. This book is a couple of years old. I've talked about it nonstop because I'm very repetitive. Um, but this book follows a married couple, Jack and Grace. Everything looks great. Um, you know, they're happy newlyweds. They live in this giant estate. Um, they're constantly attached to the hip. And that's all well and good. But something doesn't seem right um i would highly recommend this book just for kind of the the tone it's super tense i read it kind of like with my shoulders just like in my ears it was so mm-hmm. creepy and um and fast-paced but this book is super messed up uh which is why i would recommend it um yeah if you want something that's definitely a little bit more late ambiguous uh my two to add to that really quickly are winter song by sj jones which i've talked about a few times but it's Mm -hmm. basically uh the labyrinth meets beauty and the beast Mm. it's amazing and there's a second one too and it is it's like such a circular story you never really know where you're at it's so good and then the other one is sisters of the winter wood by rena rosner oh that's on my list it's so so good it's these uh it's taken from a old Jewish fairy tale and it's about these two sisters in the woods and they their family comes from a long line of people who can transform into swans and people who can transform into bears and they're supposed to be like mortal enemies um, but they obviously aren't because they're sisters and there's a lot of like there's like a the old tale of the goblin market isn't there and there's a lot of it's just, it's so good and wonderful um, highly recommend uh, okay, I'm guessing you guys probably took this last one and split it into two since they asked for two wildly different recommendations. Mm. I actually just did the whole Chris thing. Chris didn't it all. I, I don't okay. got it all. Yeah. Did I miss one? Did I leave one off then? Um, I have one more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I missed. Do you have like the email or like the note that they sent? 
Yeah. Um, I'll let you just read it because I think I, oh, I definitely missed it. Sure. Or Kristen, did you want to go first? Or do you want to do this long one first? Oh, since you haven't matter. talked in a while. All do right. the long one <laughs> first. And then I'll do mine. Is <laughs> we'll that okay? Sorry. <laughs> I just yeah. commandeered the direction no. of this you? podcast. You're good. You're, you're going to do just fine here. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I will go through this one and I'll read the first half first. Then yes. We'll do the second perfect. Half. Okay. So this one is from Mickelin and it's a, uh, uh, sorry if I got the name mispronounced. Uh, I started listening to your podcast several weeks ago and instantly loved it. Thank you so much for creating a casual, conversational, and informational interviews with authors. Thank you. I don't know how to be formal, so it works out pretty well for me. Um, okay, so I have two family members who I'm trying to brainstorm books for, and I would love to get your input on either of them. I think we're going to do both. Uh, my dad. He has a history of reading best-selling action thriller books, John Grisham, Dan Brown, Michael Connelly, James Patterson, etc. So he's every dad ever, <laughs> um, <laughs> mine included. However, he has an interest in reading something with a bit more depth and a touch more complex writing. Note his favorite book is The Count of Monte Cristo, the abridged version. And I, he specifically says that. Uh, but I don't know of any canonical books that he has read. Also, cleaner content, nothing more than the occasional curse or steamy, steamy scene will go over best with him. Okay, so I I love this. This is great. This is great. Um, yeah, because your dad is a total dad. Dad books. <laughs> Super dad. <laughs> Super dad. Um, and first of all, I for actually, she also, t- or I'm sorry, the the writer talks about mm-hmm. uh, your dad and sister. And same thing in both, where they're both looking to read things that are have a little bit more depth in them. And that's great. I think that's awesome if you want to read something maybe a little more literary. But I'd also say just lean into what you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Never feel like you have to read something because you know, it's going to make you smarter or whatever. Reading's awesome, no matter what it is that you're reading. So... I'd say to your dad, you know, if you really like those action thriller books, keep going with it. Um, and so along those lines, I Michael Crichton is probably something your father has already read. That's kind of the thing when you when you mention all of these, it's like, well, I have a plethora of authors for your dad, but he's probably read a lot of them. Uh, yeah, Michael Crichton, he did Jurassic Park. Um, micro uh there there's just a lot of stuff there and his stuff's really interesting because again there is kind of a sciency base to it uh but then you have action and thriller stuff happening so that's a great one if he just wants a good page turner uh i would also say relic by douglas preston and lincoln child it's the first book in the pendergast series and there are a few books in that series so another great one if he really likes it he can read a few more that one is the story of um it's the natural history museum in new york and something weird is happening there guests are ending up dead in the hallways and it seems to be something that is not human so they bring in uh, an FBI detective to, to kind of search and figure out what's going on. But the museum itself is going to go ahead and open its doors to the public. So like, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> what's going to happen? Uh, yeah. And everyone who's read this or who I've heard has read it just loves it. And it's a great page turner. So that's an awesome one. If he is looking for something along the lines of Count of Monte Cristo, something a little bit more uh, that has some more depth, really beautiful writing, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Lonesome Dove by Larry McMurdy. It won the Pulitzer Prize in 
uh, maybe the 80s. Not sure. So <laughs> it's a little bit older, but it's a classic. It is. It has a, a lot of characters that are really lovable. Give it maybe 50 pages to get into, but it'll pull you in. You will fall in love with the characters. It'll probably make you weep because... Some of the characters might not stick around the whole time. It's also part of a series, but you could just read Lonesome Dove and be fine with that. Uh, so, yeah, it's also it's about a cattle drive. And so they go, I think, from Texas to like Wyoming or Nebraska, something like that. Uh, and then the last one for him I'm going to recommend is Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. That one is maybe from 2015 or 2016. And it is a kind of techno thriller about a guy who, you know, he's living this great life, but, you know, he wonders what could have happened had he taken another path, had he not gotten married and instead kind of pursued this career in science. Instead, he became a, a professor. And all of a sudden, one day, someone else is living his life. And turns out it's, you know, this different version of him from an alternate reality. So then he has to go through trying to trying to figure out how he can get his life back. Uh, so that one was really good, too. I would also recommend Marathon Man by William Goldman. Just, oh. It's a little, it's, yeah, William Goldman's the guy who wrote Princess Bride mm. and just decided that he was going to write, like, a thriller and wrote, like, <laughs> probably one of the best thrillers of all time. Some people are just really good at writing. Um <laughs> But there's a li- there's a couple of scenes that are kind of not like graphic but uncomfortable with a dentist's drill. Ooh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yes. I know, I know, I know. That's mm. why I didn't want to talk about it for too long. Okay, <laughs> the next one is for the sister. She likes to read but never does because of the pulls of her phone and Netflix are too great. I understand. She's a high school senior who is really into music scenes and follows bands, contemporary singer-songwriter, a bit of punk rock and some musical theater because I introduced her to Dear Evan Hansen and Groundhog Day. You are a good sibling. Yep. <laughs> her her wheelhouse, lots of John Green and of course Harry Potter. Similar to my similarly to my father, she's interested in reading a bit more literary fiction. I've been trying to get her to read Jennifer Egan's A Visit to the Goon Squad, but she hasn't yet. Still though she still though she struggled through to the lighthouse, she claims it's one of her favorite books. That's all I've got. They're light readers, so their wheelhouses are sort of vague. Sorry, whenever I gush about books, they get really regretful and say that they want to pick a book. So hopefully a couple of gifted books will be enough to push them over the edge and into some pages. Woo. Uh, All right. So I don't know anyone who says that To the Lighthouse is their favorite book. (laughs) (laughs) I second that. (laughs) But I did love uh, another Virginia Woolf book that I really love is A Room of One's Own. And that is actually a series of essays that Virginia Woolf gave speeches of at women's colleges throughout, uh, I think, like the early 1900s. And so it's just about being a writer and finding a space for yourself to be creative. Um, It's a great piece of feminist uh, literature. It's not literature, it's essays, but it's really short. So, you know, if she's just looking for, for something to get through pretty quickly, that's a really good one. I would also suggest, again, kind of the literary vein between the world and me uh, by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi Coates. Thank you. Nailed it. Yes. Um, That book, again, it's a few years old, but it is, uh, the author wrote it as a letter to his son about um, 
what it's like to be a black man and what he has to look forward to in this world and the struggles he is going to face. Uh, it is excellent. It was so good. Um, and I think that one's a modern classic. But again, like I said before, go ahead and lean into you know whatever you really like. So I have a couple of YA books that I think she would enjoy. The first one is Alex Approximately by Jen Bennett. Uh, and this was actually Emma suggested this one. Emma, do you want to talk She's a little bit about literally it? Literally dancing. She around. is dancing. <laughs> like, I, it's just really, it's a really good YA book if they like the kind of realistic uh, young adult stuff like John Green. Uh, this Alex Approximately by Jen Bennett. It was so lovely to read. Um, and I say that as an adult that sometimes has a hard time reading YA because you just want to tell them to communicate, and then the whole book would be two pages um, because you don't have all that miscommunication. But uh, right. that all was right. a really good okay. one. Why <laughs> I love Rosie I, re- I read a lot of YA, and I love YA, but some mm-hmm. some of them, yeah, you know. I'm just sassing you. <laughs> um, but Alex approximately follows a girl that um, moves to a seaside town in California, I believe. I read this book a couple years ago. And she's been chatting with this guy online, fuzzy on how they met, but I think it was a little bit more old school, like they met in a chat room or they were fans on a YouTube video or something. And uh, it turns out he lives (laughs) in the same town that she just moved to, Um, you know, because that happens frequently. All the time. All right. All right. No, it does. (laughs) And, uh, And so she's having these conversations with this this guy online and she's settling into um, her new town and she meets uh, some people including a handsome young fella and uh, I'll let you figure out what happens next (laughs) but it's very lovely and and really nicely written. Yeah when I was reading about it it kept comparing it to it's basically you've got mail for a YA audience Mm -hmm. and you've got mail is one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah I was gonna say Uh, yeah come on yeah you gotta love it. So good. So cute. (laughs) There's also like a fun, weird, kind of almost Winchester mystery house-esque tourist attraction in the town that they both work at, and it's just really cute and fun. Oh, that's cool. Um, Okay, so the last book I have for her on here, since you said Harry Potter, I, gosh, yes. Harry Potter. Uh, (laughs) This book came out, again, maybe earlier this year. Maybe last year. I can't remember. Children of Blood and Bone. Oh, Oh my God. It's so... (laughs) I would like to talk for 45 straight minutes about how much I love Tomi Adiyomi. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. It's a book I read the fastest this year. I crushed it. Yeah. yeah. And crushed it's a long it. book. Yeah. I yeah. Guess you, I guess we could let you talk. Okay. About yeah. Oh my sorry. Gosh. No, we're going to like, stop everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is excellent. It is uh, a fantasy that's surrounded with African mythology. Uh, it's about a group of magical people living in this uh, fantasy world. Uh, and they are being eradicated because the royal family and a lot of higher-ups think that their magic is dangerous. And so it's about this one young woman who is part of this magical group who's who's being uh, ostracized. And, and basically her and her family are... are, are they, there's a genocide against them. So she comes along... And she's trying to stop this. And then it's also from the perspective of the prince. Uh, he is someone who's been, you know, going around. Uh, he's part of the army, been trying to kill off 
these people. Uh, and so they kind of are at odds, and there's maybe a little bit of romance there. Um, but it is an excellent book. And then the afterword, actually, the author talks about how she was inspired to write this because of police violence uh, against uh black people and so she wrote this kind of as this group of of magical uh people is is kind of like what we're seeing in our communities that african americans have to have to put up with and i just thought that i wish was a foreword or a prologue to the book cuz you read that and you're like whoa now i feel like i i should reread this and just yeah adam uh humble brag if you want to hear all about that <laughs> Uh, in a long-form conversation, you can listen to episode 206 of this podcast because I interviewed her uh, all about her inspiration for this book. And, yeah. yeah, so it's a very emotional conversation. Yeah. We may have both cried. Oh, man. Wow. And this is the, the first book in this series. Uh, her second book hasn't come out yet, but is coming out, I think, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say, like, March-ish. March. Yeah, yeah. March. Right, right. So I've been following it. Yeah, it's also going to be a movie. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so, and we talked about this in the podcast, but she um, signed two seven-figure deals in one week, one for the book, Whoa. one for the movie. Whoa. Yeah. She had a good week. Yeah. Um, she's just the freaking coolest person. Yeah. There's been a lot of really great um, African-American fantasy coming out. And uh, Marlon James, he won. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. He, he, I forget what award he won. But uh, he is coming out with uh, – I just looked it up. Basically, I think the story behind his was that he didn't see enough um, fantasy that was representative of uh, yeah, African American culture, and so he decided he was going to go ahead and write one, and so he did, and it's coming out in 2019. It's called Black Leopard, Red Wolf, mm-hmm. and from what I've heard, it's a lot like Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's like African American Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, it All sounds awesome. I have um, advanced reader copy on my desk that I need to get started. It's a very book and very book. thick. Book. It's yes. big. Yes. Yeah. Again, if you like Game of Thrones. It's probably yeah. right up your alley right. and it's big so it'll take you a while um of all the things that i'm most humble braggy about my favorite <laughs> is that uh tell me Eddie, Emmy, and i are friends on all of social media Ooh, things. oh that's that is cool. cool nothing is cooler than taking a picture with like my wife and seeing like tell me Eddie, Emmy, like your instagram casual follow her on instagram if people don't she does yeah, all this sweet. cool kickboxing videos oh She's nice cool. <laughs> everything about her is the freaking it's coolest great. yeah that's yeah. awesome so that was a lot on Tomy. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we all kind of have crushes on her. And yeah. Not even yeah, not even kind of. Hopefully, um, yeah. Hopefully, your dad and your sister like some of those suggestions, and they pushes them to to read a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. I she'll love that. Just googled her, and she's twenty five. Yeah. Didn't so. realize. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to hear something oh. else? Funny? What am I doing with what? that? Have if I, I remember done? correctly. Uh, her sister is like at Yale Medical School and her brother is a like hip hop star like they're the coolest family Uh, on planet earth yeah they take all these Why do some people have, like, all the talents? I, just, like, given with both Spread hands that there. Like, both, I think both her parents are doctors. Like, they have, like they take these family photos, and I'm just like, look how cool you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we got one more. Maria, you want to yeah. take us home? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love your podcast, and I just saw on Twitter that you're offering help with gift ideas. Yes, we are. <laughs> I'm looking to get a book for my boyfriend, but not sure what to get. He likes to read about drug dealers. 
He is currently reading Devil in the White City. Any help you can offer would be greatly appreciated. Uh, loved this, actually. I am so excited. At first, I was like, okay. Um, Interesting. All right. <laughs> but uh, so, obviously, Devil in the White City is not about drug dealers, but is about you know, true crimey sort of thing. So I went a couple of ways with this. Um, also, depending on if he liked Devil in the White City, which I know is a little bit more kind of the historical aspect around the World's Fair and not necessarily just about H.H. Holmes and his, like, slide for dead bodies that he had in his house or whatever. I think there was something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He had, like, a dead body <laughs> shoot. Neat. Oh, so, like, a, like a Sweeney Todd situation? Yes. Yeah, kind except of Sweeney Todd. Life. Except real. Yeah. yeah except it, that this happened. <laughs> um, but anyway, okay. So um, I have a couple. People. Yeah, seriously. Um, I have a couple of fiction recommendations and then a couple of non-fiction recommendations. So my fiction recommendation, fiction, my fiction recommendations is the Power of the Dog trilogy by Don Winslow. The first one's called The Power of the Dog. Then the second one is The Cartel. And the last one is The Border, which comes out in February. So if you get started now, you can be ready for the third book that's coming, hopefully. Um, it's all around um, this obsessive DEA agent that's mixed up with um, the heirs to um, one of the largest drug empires in Mexico. And it kind of travels around, like there's scenes in New York, Mexico City, Tijuana, Central America. Um, it kind of follows this uh, kind of this DEA um, war, uh, his war on drugs kind of thing. And it's really action packed. And uh, he sets the scene really well in all of these um, different areas. So that's kind of cool because it's not just set in, in Texas, you know, America border. It's kind of set all over the place, which is really neat. Um, and then another one, which is uh, a little older and maybe you've seen the movie. But if you haven't read No Country for Old Men, that's a really great kind of if there was going to be a classic about drugs, that might be it. <laughs> um but uh, that's also the Texas-Mexico border. Um, Cormac McCarthy's character finds a pickup truck um, surrounded by uh, a lot of dead men. And there's still um, heroin and cash in it. And he takes the money and it kind of sets off a chain of events. And it was a, I think it won the Academy Award for the Cone brothers. Did that, it not? That sounds right. Yeah. Back in the... Back in the day, in like mm. 2007 or something, uh, but that's that's a good one. His writing is um, really lovely. Um, true crime wise, um, one that kind of almost reads like oh, sorry, my scroll went the wrong way and it <laughs> vanished. <laughs> it <reads> like, oh. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I realize that you don't know what happened and I just yelled. Um, one that kind of reads like a thriller is called Wolf Boys. Um, two American teenagers and Mexico's most dangerous drug cartel. And um, this is written by a journalist, Dan Slater. Um, these are two teenagers who kind of get mixed up in the um, drug trafficking by their border town of uh, Laredo, Texas. And it's, like I said, it reads like a thriller, but this actually happened Um and so it's kind of like these teens turned into paw- pawns for the drug cartels. Uh, so that's a good one. And then if if you did like Devil in the White City, I have another one that's like very similar. It's called The Poisoner's Handbook by, <gasps> yep, it's 
<laughs> a delight. It's so good. By Deborah Bloom. It's it's kind of like so before, you know, there were autopsies where they actually use science instead of just like looking at the body and being like, he's dead. Um, was, they did say that. They definitely said it just like that. Um, uh, the, the, the easiest way to poison, to kill somebody was to poison them with like arsenic or um, cyanide. Uh, and uh, casual. yeah, just, you know, those things. Um, so this is kind of about um, early 20th century New York, how there's like a toxicologist that um, paired up with a medical examiner and how they kind of started being able to find those kind of things in the system after people died. And, and it kind of so it's like it's kind of medical nonfiction thriller. Yeah, I was going to say they do a really good job of like every chapter starts or like every section starts with like a crime that actually right, happened right. And, and the author does an uh, awesome job of making it feel like a literary like it's, it feels like he's telling a story but it's a thing that actually happened right. and then they set up this mystery of how it happened and then they kind of go into breaking down what poison was used and how they started to discover it and yeah oh, that is such a good yeah book. it's it's really cool um if yeah if he was into Devil in the White City I think this is really good for that I was hoping so this is I'm going off on a slight tangent, Go but it's still it. to do true crime. I was really hoping that there would be um, more stuff published about the Tylenol killer who literally, oh, yeah. like, filled, like, bottles that were being sold in, like, general stores with, I think it was cyanide, but I can't remember. Um, but there's not really much about that. But uh, I highly recommend um, just looking that up and reading about it, or I know I've I've listened to a couple of podcasts about it, but I can't remember which podcast because I listened to too many, including this one. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, we don't fully endorse any of the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my generic podcasting. Yeah. But that is an interesting one and, and kind of along the same lines. But, yeah, Poisoner's Handbook, I think, would be really delightful. Not only do I recommend other podcasts, I bring other podcasts on <laughs> all the time. Like, instead of listening to mine, you should listen to theirs. Yeah. Like, that's cool. um, okay, as I will mention, will have mentioned in the intro before all of this, all these books are in the show notes, so if you liked anything, you can just click there, whether they were for your recommendations or not. Um, I like the idea, now that there's three of you here, of bringing you all and together. This is enjoyable <laughs> for me. I like this a lot. I like doing reader's advisory for your listeners. Well, yeah, it's yeah. really fun. Jill and I talked about a million years ago when we first started the idea for this podcast. This is all it was going to be was reader advisory, but we also initially were like, yeah, it would be no problem getting people that don't know our podcast exists or email us and <laughs> ask for recommendations. Now we have plenty of listeners we can get recommendation right. advice stuff anytime we want. So we can always... We'll do some more reader advisory stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good because, again, I feel like... I mean, we read... I feel like in-house people read a lot of the same things and so I'm yeah. like, I'm tired of listening to what Emma's read. No. <laughs> well, uh, I... Yeah. <laughs> Killer thrillers. You jest, but man, oh man, it's... I feel like I am always recommending the exact same books all over and over and over yeah. again. Much yeah. like Children of Blood and Bone. They're probably tired of hearing <laughs> Well, I think it's fun too, like, um, the three of us, even though we we do similar jobs during the day and we get excited about like some of the same like core books probably, mm -hmm. but I feel like our wheelhouses are all different, which is really right. fun for us to recommend these different yeah. things. Like it was fun to split up. Mm -hmm. I feel like right. we yeah. were able to do that. And it's and great to get to dive into, you know, some of the books that you guys really enjoyed mm -hmm. reading and figure out, you know, where you should go from there. Yeah. That's something I really miss from working at the library. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I we can help. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, thank you mostly you three for joining me. This is a little bit longer than we're normally doing, which I'm all for because then I get to talk with you guys. So, all right. I hope you guys all enjoyed those. If people want more recommendations, again, just shoot us an email at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. And you may just get a response from one of these three because they're better at this part than I am. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Sure. Thanks, Thanks for having you. us. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from overdrive.com. And our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.